Honk. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time Honk. for the main event. Welcome everybody to Honk If You Love Wrestling Podcast. Introducing first from wherever, weighing whatever, freshly squeezed. T-B-C. Welcome to the Honk If You Love Wrestling Podcast, bringing back the tag team action of TBZ and myself, Mr. Rizzo, as we discuss the subjective art form of professional wrestling when we talk about MJF and Adam Cole's friendship, the trial of the Tribal Chief, FTR and Bullet Club Gold, Monday Night Raw in Buffalo, and some new episodes of Bluey. Let's start the show! Mr. Rizzo, I'm a little sad this week. I sent you a, I sent you a pretty good banger, I thought, of a, of a meme. Yes, that, you uh, got me all excited, and I don't know how I didn't respond. Maybe I, I know. Just, I uh, so uh, some context here. I went to uh, see Bare Naked Ladies at Art Park um, here in Buffalo. Uh, it was Tuesday, actually. And um, when I was there, I saw somebody wearing a fish tour, and I believe it was a current fish tour shirt as well. It and last, I took... it was last summer's tour, which I was at, and fish tour started yesterday. Fish tour has started summer tour, baby. <laughs> so I thought of my resident uh, fish uh, fan, Mr. Rizzo, and sent him a picture of it, saying in Tony Schiavone's voice, "It's fish." <laughs> I got I no response. Picture, no when response. I saw this picture. I, I have no idea. I don't remember what happened. I, I thought. I did respond. I responded in my head. I responded like I thought. In hey, Discord, this, I guess. And I just <laughs> didn't respond correctly to been like, hey, buddy, did you see my message? Like, no, I just left them on unread. And I'm like, no, I I, I don't know. I don't Next know. text I get from Mr. Rizzo after I send him this. Yo, we good to record at 830 today? <laughs> I was like, like wow. <laughs> just oh. fuck you, I guess. <laughs> Just, yeah, not <laughs> engaging in the awesome content I'm sending your way. But yes, I, I guess I'm never sending him any fish shit again. Yep, no more memes, no more nothing. So much for yeah. Borderlands. Yes, I wanted to get him to go to Goose. Let's go, let's go. We'll I, you know, when you told me about that, I'm excited to check him out. So, yes, yes, it's the that's Buffalo it's, stuff. But yeah, we'll get to more Buffalo stuff later. But I, oh, I did yeah, say there were right. blue, new Bluey episodes. And that's a running theme because, like I said, there's 11 new episodes they put out on Disney Plus for us. One episode in season one and then 10 more episodes in season three. I can't. I'm kind of mad because I want to watch them, but I'm going to do the nice dad thing and wait to watch them with my daughter. Aww. Yeah. And it, it's just. Yeah. But I'm expo- I'm excited for the granny episode. Excited for another granny episode. Plus, eh? maybe I could convince Jess to watch it, but I think she wouldn't allow me to watch anything with her before we finish Owl House. So, yeah, well, priority. She's super you know, into that show. And it, it's enjoyable. I enjoy watching it. Love the old owl lady. <laughs> she's, just, <laughs> she's a hoot. <laughs> so, uh, what kind of wrestling stuff are we going to talk about this week, sir? I think we're going to start at the beginning of the alphabet with AEW. AEW. Mr. Rizzo, you wanted to bring up this Nick Wayne dude, and uh, I'm kind of and whatever on him. So you're going to have to take this if you want to talk about Nick Wayne. Well, I guess I mentioned a little bit with you with yourself on the pre-show of just 
I know of Nick Wayne of just being like an indie wrestler that's pretty young and not really having the ability to sign with a company because he wasn't 18 years old or yeah, he wasn't able to work. So just the promise of him eventually being on a roster, what he'll end up doing was, was kind of intriguing, but I, I don't think you were as sold on the promo that they put together um, from Darby Allen. I guess realistically, I, I actually learned more about Nick Wayne's father and what had happened with him. And he trained both Darby and Nick Wayne um, before he you know, suddenly passed away. Um, so it's a little emotional for Darby, but just the fact that we get something with Nick Wayne and Swerve, uh, which is happening uh, this week on Dynamite. Later this evening on Rampage, right? Yeah. Or Dynamite? Dynamite, I believe. Oh, so it happened Wednesday on Dynamite. Yes. So we'll see what ends up happening to that. Myself and TBZ are maybe coming into the, the video promos maybe a little bit different. So we'll see what happens after the match. But what do you yeah, got I... in the... Uh, for Nick Wayne, the reason I didn't really care as much is it felt like it was an add-on to the promo that was currently happening with Darby. And it happened after their match, so it was weird that Darby fought in a match and then cut a promo about this dude. Um, yeah, you're so right. For so that, and then just like, I don't know Nick Wayne, so I'm looking at this really scrawny, gangly-looking kid, and I'm like, so is he going to fight Hook and that's it? Or... I don't know. Like... He, he's definitely not heavyweight material, that's for sure. Yeah, long long way away from being the 18-year-old phenom that can challenge for the heavyweight title. So we'll see what happens with what we get in the match, I said, I, like I said. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I'm slightly intrigued of something new. That's kind of where I'm coming at. And I think another thing as we, you know, as I was kind of forced to think about this during the pre-show, I think maybe the execution by Darby wasn't so great. You know, he was talking in that very low, serious, I'm going to talk about my friend Nick Wayne. He'll be here soon in AEW. And I'm like, you know, it's just like, I'm not feeling the energy, so I'm not as excited for Nick Wayne. And uh, the way it ended, it was like, coming soon. And, you know, like, you know, just those words for some odd reason, I immediately go to veer and I'm just like, okay, so what in a month or something? I don't know. I (laughs) I just didn't expect them this soon. I think it said to be continued. And that is one thing that confused me because I thought we were getting like another vignette or video like later on in the show or somewhere else. And maybe we did and I missed it. I don't think you missed it because I don't like the next thing I knew there was like some weird like cut promo that was just running through a card and then it was like Nick Wayne and next week I was like I I thought we to be continued what's happening I I know that they advertised the match for this week I meant if there was something on Rampage or Collision that I may have missed that they did have a promo I didn't see it if there is one I don't know I didn't watch Rampage but I did watch Collision so you didn't miss anything yeah yeah we'll see but yeah, that was that was as much as I was just somewhat excited about something new and someone that young that they're going to put on the main, you know, the main show. We'll see what what we get. Indeed, indeed. I think uh, you know what? I, I I think I can't hold back anymore. I got to I got to talk about the best tag team in the world, MJF and Adam Cole. You know it's all about the Gotcha. <laughs> so many different names you could have said. My favorite to watch. Uh, we don't know how they'll work as an actual team. Will they coexist? Who could say? They were literally <laughs> just feuding moments ago. So I don't know. But uh, they they touch on that this week, and you know, boy, was it a treat. I guess if I wanna I wanna hate on the the 
the people are going, what's the, the uh, should they, or can they coexist? This is more of a, should they continue to exist kind of thing? Or as more as like, normally yes. we're going in, it's like, yes. <laughs> they, they're good for a minute, but something can set them off and go whatever. Here, they're kind of like, not really on the same page. And Adam not Cole yet. is kind of questioning himself going like, do I really like this guy? Am I am am I enjoying being on this tag team? Like I don't know. So it's kind of it's really fun. And yeah, I mean, you sent the clip on us earlier about the actual entrance that he does with that MJF does with uh, Adam Cole. He he kind of basically takes over Roderick Strong's spot, and it really works. You mean generic white guy spot? Generic white guy spot. <laughs> yes. Oh, good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, I just wanted to comment on um, when they were working in the gym, Adam Cole. No, you're saying like how he's just like, do I like him? I don't know. I was on a different page. I was actually thinking like because Adam Cole was uh, he was Healy in mm-hmm. NXT and now he's kind of a face. And I kind of took it as him kind of conflicted being like, I used to be the shit bag that I hate in MJF. Am I still that shit bag? You know, because he's like rubbing off on him and he's just like. Hmm. <laughs> so I, I can't take credit for this. I think it was someone in the wrestle talk, but I want to float out the nation of speculation of how they thought this was going to end. Sure. And if this, he basically says if this doesn't happen, it's crap, <laughs> which is not like where I think they may end up going, but it was just kind of funny of like, he thinks that uh, MJF and Adam Cole end up working together. Adam Cole ends up, falling for him and going, you know what? This is this is a great tag team. We're going to do that double close line. We're going to we're going to win the belts. Maybe not even get to the belts, but before they do and thinking they're going to be great and not Adam Cole or or MJF not turning on each other. And then Roddy gets jealous and shows him the clip of what he said to MJF before he got in the vehicle last week. And then MJF turns on him when they were actually, he's like, no, no, no. Like I actually did think we were good. That's not real. Like, and like, that's the fallout. And I'm like, Oh, that's pretty good. I want that to happen. That wouldn't be that bad. I like where you're going, but I think at that point when that happens, MJF, I could see a world where MJF would just go, well, yeah, no shit. I was using him too. So I don't give a fuck. Right. That'd be good. That'd be good. Which might piss off Adam Cole. And then he'd be like, you motherfucker, you know, uh-huh. like and I... right back in that odds when they started the whole <laughs> thing. They could bond even more and become a better tag team. God, I, I, it, I, we're excited. We're here for it. We're here for it. This is related to my tope. I'm just going to say that right now. <laughs> they, they are a treat. And did you see that video I sent where it was Adam Cole was streaming? Yes, yes. I Adam found Cole on YouTube. Streaming he was streaming. Chuck. He gets a call from MJF. Such <laughs> and work. It's his it was phone so conversation great. with him. And it's 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 all kayfabe. It's great. I love it. He's just like, you know, after a while, he's just like, hey, hey, uh, uh, MJF. Yeah, I'm streaming. You know, uh, remember we talked about boundaries? And MJF's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, my bad. So anyway, he's like trying to keep Remember, it. we're going to hit that double clothesline. I think it'll work out really well. When they eventually hit that double clothesline, it's going to be so fun. Like I said, it's going to uh, be they, they, they are a treat. Check them out. This uh, previously on uh, Dynamite. Wherever they are, whether it's streaming on Twitch. Sure, whatever. Whether they're working out at the gym and MJF is questioning how much Adam Cole is lifting. Fight forever, boys. 
fight on the same shot. team forever, please. I love how they made it look like Adam Cole was doing all that weight. You could obviously see there were two people like holding it. Oh it yeah, it. it was so <laughs> cool. I love. Awesome. Also, wait before we even go from this, we we forgot to mention that Puff was in the gym that they were yes! in. I think we just oh, talked about how much Puff we love this tag team. We haven't even talked about this segment. What happened on Dynamite is they were at the gym together, and it's like, yeah, they saw Puff there. Sorry, take it away, Mister. Yeah, well, uh, MJF starts making fun of the 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 big guy working out, you know, just making all fat jokes, and Adam Cole's like, kind of saying, "Hey, you shouldn't do that," but then at the same time. Then they both make a joke of like, you know who he reminds me of? Tony Schiavone! If you were a chick, who's the one guy you would sleep with? John Stamos. And then they're kind of, and Adam Cole's kind of like, wait a minute, do I like this? Like, am I, am I here for this? Favorite non-pornographic magazine to masturbate to? Good housekeeping. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. Yeah, so that's just where it is. It's fun. Um, and then uh, we get the birthday cake segment, right? We get the birthday cake. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. You take it. <laughs> That's away after the their match, cake. I thought, right? Yes, yes, yes. So yeah, they uh, they had a match on AEW, and who did they fight? Oh, they fight. Didn't they fight Daddy Magic and the Butcher? Yes. Yeah. Right. The was it? Yeah, it was Butcher, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no, no. It wasn't. T- it was. <laughs> anyway. I was gonna say I thought it was Blade, but Blade was with uh, someone else a little while ago. But you're right, it was Butcher. Yeah, and and that match, I mean, that lasted what as you expected. It was kind of funny watching MJF and Adam Cole ham it up in the match. Like at the time when uh, MJF had Daddy Magic in a submission, and he's just kind of sitting there being like, "Adam, do the thing," and he's just like, "I don't want." He's like, "Come on, buddy," you know, just like, "Hey, you don't you you wait here. I got to deal with Adam Cole." <laughs> Uh, and yeah, the entrance, like you said, I sent that like, you know, montage of it. It was just great. He's taking over. He, he is weaseling his way into Adam Cole's life. And uh, the, the birthday cake, uh, he, T-I-L, it was Adam's birthday. <laughs> and uh, he tried to prank him. He's like, oh, I'm going to totally get him. I'm going to put his face in the cake. And Adam Cole with his cat-like reflex is like, rah, <laughs> and got his face in the cake. And then said to MJF, generally, did he say, I don't, I don't want to get the quote right. Did he say, thank you? What you need to know, yeah, he's saying genuinely thank you for, you know, going above and beyond and doing all this shit for me, even though I'm, I'm t- you know, I've had to tell you boundaries a million and one times. And he called like, him friend. They're friends now. Friend. It's official. <laughs> they are friends. <laughs> oh. uh, we'll see if the best friends have anything to say about that. What a delight. Wow. Next up. Best friend. I mean, I believe, Mr. Rizzo, you want to touch on this Ruby versus Brit match that happened on Dynamite. Well, it is. It was for the Owen Hart uh, Cup, and it was a rematch of the finals. The F-I-R-S. finals, yeah. And I believe that they the actual finish was the was the same, but in reverse with who did it. But I actually yes. thought it came off as like a sneaky win for Ruby. And they just kind of work with the character and with what they're doing with the outcast. And as much as I wanted to see, like, I, I didn't want to see Britt retain. I did want to see her kind of beat up Ruby a bit. And it didn't happen, but I kind of thought it worked. That's that's as much as I meant. I kind of like the sneaky win and it worked for me. It was a good match. I actually didn't care for the ending. Uh, my note basically saying is I wish I, that she got it by herself. You know, basically she's got the outcasts to help her win and she didn't get a clean win. 
yeah that that's the that's the work that they're going with of just the girls are working together because they're outcasts and i like the way that they're doing that but we'll see who ends up taking Not for her first you know let ruby win on her own and then you know like maintains momentum because of it i doubt that'll happen all the way through the tournament you know fingers crossed we'll see you know what i you know it would be cool is that they hold off until the final and then they have her win with that because of well, how many how many more matches? It's just one more, and then the final. I think so. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Either way. Uh, yeah. Like I said, that was my initial reaction. Was just like, oh, she got to win, but she had the help of the fucking outcasts. So, but uh, hey, I do like the homage. You know, like you said, how uh, it was the the match ended similarly to how the final did, but Ruby stopped her from rolling through to pin her, mm-hmm. which allowed her to get the win on that. Um, and again, yeah, now Ruby advances. Honestly. At this point, I'm kind of like Ruby. I'm, I'm, I think I'm on Team Ruby. Like I'm going to cheer for her in this tournament because she deserves a win. And it, you know, Britt reminded me of this because she brings that belt around, and I was like, oh yeah, she does have that belt. But whoever wins is going to take that belt. So that's a good way to give Ruby some credit while not having a quote real belt. Yeah, we'll see how that bracket goes. I'm not sure who she'd end up wrestling. Yeah, I, I don't know we'll offhand. Get to it. You know what? It doesn't matter. I'll I'll root for Ruby on that match. Any of matches mm-hmm. she's in. Well, yeah. Well, I meant if we saw some of the brackets, we might know who she, how that's going to end up playing out or who she goes with. But we'll get to it. We'll get to it. We got time. That's cool. not this week. Next uh, up. Let's see. Next up, we've got Yuta v. Omega. I. In the main event of Dynamite. I watch a lot of wrestling. So I only, I think I remember Yuta losing. Correct. Can he, he actually lose. win? Yes. And that was surprising to me. I thought the story that they're kind of working with was after Don Callis left him, he actually hadn't won a singles match. He's 0-3 since and then. And he was yeah. 0-3. And then I'm like, okay, Yuta's going to beat him again. And then we're going to be like, wow, maybe he needed Don. But he ended up getting the win against Yuta. So it, that's not the case. But yeah, I don't know. I mean... I just want oh, to bring great it. match, great match. It, it was exactly, and that's what I just want to bring people's attention to is how great this match was. I mean, Yuta looks strong, even though he lost. It's still he escaped out of the one wing angel into like no, a, a seatbelt uh, pinning position or whatever. No, I don't think that's what happened. That is totally what happens. I have this in my notes right here. So he's one of like two people to kick out of the one wing. He didn't angel? kick out. He escaped. So he got him up on his shoulders. He was about to do it. And oh, Yuta okay, like, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, he didn't. All right, kick all, right, out. all right, all right. It scared again, me. I'm like, what do I not remember about this? I want to remember this. Yeah. But your reaction is exactly why when that happened, I was like, wow, well done, Yuda. Yeah. Usually, people like when they get up there, they need a screwdriver to jab into Omega's eye to get out of it. But you were kind of oh, yes. like, yo, I'm a technical wrestler. I know how to escape this move. He knows Omega's moves. He's Yuda's hot right now. He's he's the Hansel of the wrestling world. You beat me to it. That Hansel's so hot right now. <laughs> um, uh, I was gonna say, was was Danielson out for commentary for this one? I know he was not. That's what I was gonna bring. Like, I don't I, know. I I have no well, notes indicating. You'd that. remember it, and I think because of his arm, he's not there. And I think that's one thing I do miss is him talking about like how Yuta should have secured that hold, or he should have done this and. I've liked that, but hey, he's got to heal that arm. So, well, whatever. I like yeah. it. Well, yeah, and then you had your. Dubs? What's that? Oh, sorry. I was. You got something else on uh, 
Uh, I was just going to comment that, you know, Don Callis interrupted this match again, as per usual, and Takesh just showed up. And I don't know, this segment was, again, you kind of thought, oh, Omega is going to lose to the numbers game, but he was able to kick out. Uh, Kenny, Kenny looking good. Like, this was a good match for Kenny, a good momentum builder for sure. Just to go with Callis, um, do you, uh, do you like his music? Oh my God! What was that? I do love so, the picture though that it's uh, both him and Takesha's centaur. Well, I believe that was no. There was pictures like similar to that that we always had him and Kenny, and now he's got the him and Takesha. Teke- but yeah, I think someone described the music as he just comes out dark and the, ominous. He just comes out to the brown noise. <laughs> <laughs> And it's just like... Because he's a piece of shit. And it instantly signifies exactly what everyone's supposed to do. And I'm like, that's so dead on. That is so great. Yep, that's exactly what it is. I want to see if I... Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) During... I quoted... I think it may have been Excalibur. When Don Callis came out, he goes, did a dumpster capsize? Oh, no, it's just (laughs) Don Callis. (laughs) <laughs> oh, oh my god Ooh, yeah yeah what a treat like he just finds new ways to piss me off about him yeah um, and it's yeah and then and tony's just usually got the one-liners and so my tope last week i think i called about the dark order and hangman storyline this match actually advances that because uh we had uh, Dark Order show up at the end of this match in the kerfuffle that was happening after Omega wins. Like Claudio comes out and starts beating people, and, and don't they just leave and not help Hangman? Yes, yeah, that's the point. Is like they yeah. showed up and they kind of just sh- like uh, I got to see if I noted what they did exactly, but yeah, it, it, it was like Hangman was in a calling for help situation, and then they're just kind of like, nah. Especially Evil Uno. Evil Uno was so over the top. Like, yeah. No, I'm turning my back on you. I am walking out of here. I'm walking out on you. So I really oh, like that. Oh, they stopped Hangman from hitting the uh, from hitting Claudio with a chair. He was about to save, uh, or no? They uh, the Bucks had uh, Claudio set up for a BTE trigger, and then Hangman was going to hit him with the chair. And before he could do that, Dark Order showed up to stop Hangman. And then he was kind of like, "What the fuck?" And then they back off, and then you know he gets wrapped up in the kerfuffle and. Gets actually, they, I think, blood, like help, bloodied up by leave. BCC and uh, Dark Order. Just go, yeah, and that's your problem now. Yep. I kind of what well, I love hate it because it's good storytelling, but I hate seeing my boys fight. I want them to get back together and have a good time. So yeah, I miss the good old times with. But I'm glad that they're bringing them back though. So you know, giving some Dark Order time and mixing them up in the like the main storyline stuff. Dot. Yeah. 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 So yeah, that was the main event for uh for Dynamite. Dynamite. After... And then we still had two other awesome show, awesome wrestling matches in AEW to talk about. We certainly do, and on collision specifically. Uh first off, FTR versus the Bullet Club Gold. Oh my god. It was an was eliminator great. tag match. And I have a question for you, Mr. Rizzo. Are all eliminator tag matches the same rule sets as this match? Because uh, I note, I noticed that they went on to say that if they lost, they can never challenge for the belts as long as they're the champs. I don't remember it being an eliminator tag 
challenge. If that's it, it doesn't matter. We don't have the question. The match on on a collision was an eliminator tag match, and I just okay. thought it was like kind of like the same I... as AEW. It's just Kevin Patrick explained it more, and I was like, has it always been that in AEW? Well, the way I understood it was, it was basically a, a championship contenders match. This one was. Yeah. Okay. Where if if hmm. Bullet Club Gold won they were going to get a shot at, at the, the titles. Mm-hmm. And but if they lost, they could never challenge. My point was, Eliminator Challenge sounds like it's the same stipulation of what I described, just called different. So I'm not going to get... I even though I already got bogged down on it, I'll get away from it and just say... No, if, you're, if what you're saying is correct, then it was a contenders match and not an Eliminator match, and that's why it had that stip of never well, challenge again. I think what you were, but at the same time, they're eliminating them from competition. If FTR would have won, they would oh, be Oh, are you no saying long- you don't know if you're positive it was a contenders match now? Well, like th- like what you call it saying it's an eliminator match is still the same thing. If they yeah. eliminate them, then they're no longer in contention for the titles. I always but, took it but, as, as just uh, you like, this is your chance to get a shot at the belt. And if you yes. don't, you go to the back of the line, not never again. That's... But I think that was because these guys have wrestled a few times with other people involved with like six mans and stuff like that. So this was the first time they were just heads up. And I do got to point out, I love when Jay White calls FTR, Fuzzy Wuzzy Bear and Silly Willy Worm. <laughs> yeah. So like I can't pop harder when that happens. And I'm not sure if uh Cash likes or hates that. I honestly don't know. But can't tell if it's kayfabe or not. <laughs> no, I mean like I don't know if he laughed and like, okay, or you I can't believe you fucking called me that on TV. Like right. I don't know. I don't know where he is because I, I I don't know. But that's where we finally got to see how awesome Jay White was. Because after the, sorry, we skipped right through talking no, about how awesome the match is. I'm just agreeing with you. Yeah, that like it was a treat to watch Jay White in this match. But then after the match of just calling out everything, uh, I don't want to go too fast. But just the match was great, and the fa- it surprised me. Like I was expecting FTR to win for how long this match was, and that wasn't the case. Bullet Club Gold won, and what was confusing, because how long the match was, was like, well, obviously FTR have to win, because how are they going to top this match? And then, Jay White tops it by, after the match, getting in their face going, we're going to beat you two out of three falls. And I know you guys are great at those matches, because they had one of the greatest two out of three falls um, dog collar match versus the briscoes like that's that's why they were kind of insinuating but uh, okay i'm here for i'm here for this yeah thank you i was impressed that they challenged them like they upped the ante not just being like all right let's let's run it back i mean obviously good to spice it up and not have just another match of them fighting it makes that make it makes sense for me of like well they're not just gonna run it back again that we just saw it's gonna be something different so yeah. I will admit it. This match was watching it. It was tough to tell which way it was going to go. But as it got near the end, I kept thinking to myself, "This is an eliminator match." So, like, I kind of, I, 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 I was leaning a bit into expecting Bullet Club Gold to win because. Oh wow! Then, I went the other way because I was like, "Well, again, not it's an eliminator." So it's back. like, okay, cool. We're still the champs. We'll beat you next time. 
in part two, the best one, you know? So. Well, I do remember them saying that, like, but you didn't think that that was something that had been done in the past where if they lost, they couldn't challenge again why they were the champs. That is yeah. something they, that Excalibur said. I'm like, I kind of like that step. Because it's not like a no, Bowl Club cheesy. Gold looked, Bowl Club Gold looked uh, better the longer the match went on. Like, it felt like they were neck and neck. And as the match continued, um, Bowl Club was kind of getting the advantage. And I just, some of the moves in this match, man, like, I, I don't have notes on exactly what they are. But it was just kind of like, they had different escapes out of your usual moves, you know, like different variations on them. It's like, oh, cool. I don't see people, you know, like, uh, oh, I got one. You, they were doing that like, uh, oh, you got the you're behind them and you, you got them in a bear hug and they do a counter and get behind you. And they they did that a bunch of times. But then uh, Cash, I think it was with short hair, right? Is Cash? OK, no, Cash, Cash then involved. turns the other way. So he's facing uh, Jay White. So Jay White just turns into him and he suplexes him. And I was like, oh, that was cool. Like, well mm-hmm. done. You know, uh, I always hate that move when they do the like counter on counter on counter. I was just like, hey, you guys are just running in circles now. <laughs> What are you, MJF <laughs> during Adam Cole's entrance? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so like like that. That is an example. And this happened like, I want to say five or six times in this match. There were just segments and moves sets that were just like, oh, I haven't seen somebody do a variation like that. That's cool. Jay White finally getting some shine. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, with, uh, yeah. Thank God. Like, good yeah. on him. Because I was excited for him to come. Because I think I remember the first time he debuted in AEW, he's here, and then he just disappeared. Mm-hmm. It was like, where did he go? <laughs> I think I think something happened at the time with Tony Khan saying some kind of a surprise. Also, isn't he still in New Japan at that time? Too? And he needed to pull the trigger on him showing up like one time for it to just work on his promise of saying, hey, oh, yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter. Either way, it, it just I was mad because I wanted to see more of him. And now we're here. We made it, fam. What a treat. Watch yes. this match. Yes, yes, yes. So one more cool match that, well, yeah, one more cool match to talk about from AEW before we get to the I WWE hate to say it, it but all. yeah, CM Punk v. Joe. It was a good match. Uh, uh, what did you think about the promo before this? Because I'm guessing that you had not watched any of the matches um, in the past. You know me. Really I hate them. the uber baby face. I'm a fighting I'm a fighter of the people bullshit. It's same thing with Cody. It just, that's how it felt with me with CM Punk. And it was just like, okay, whatever. Catchphrase, catchphrase. I'm here for you all. And let me just talk about how I'm angry old man, CM Punk. Oh yeah. I guess I was just talking about kind of the backstory of the older matches before setting up to this. Oh, and how he's like undefeated. Yeah. yeah that was, that's a cool thing that he at, like, it was good to have that context. Well, so, yes, that kind of made me mad going in. Why? Because I'm looking at the bracket and I'm understanding where it is that he's doing this, and I'm going, "Well, bro, he's gonna win. Bro. They're gonna give it the punk. What was in that this bag? The... Yeah, it was the belt for this tournament. And when he yeah. opens it up, he'll be like, "I'm the champ now, motherfuckers." Yeah, so that's another thing I... why I kind of hate it because when they brought this up, I'm just like, "Well, now he's not gonna lose. Yeah. What the fuck?" So that I was hate, me going, I "Hate CM Punk." So you're telling us this awesome story about Punk's never been able to beat Joe. It's never happened before. Punk saying, like, if he beats me in my sleep, he should wake up and apologize. I don't even remember what the line is. It doesn't matter. I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. I tuned but out because when they finally went at it, I was like, well, 
I don't want him to win. I want him to lose. I want him to continue to lose because that's cooler. Let's keep that going. It didn't happen, but the only thing that made me happy was when Joe went to shake his hand like, you know what, it's been a long time. It's been 18 years. We can just shake. And then he gives him the Kojima clutch, and uh, and I'm like, yes, this is what I wanted. Choke him out. I don't care if the match is over. Take him out. This is what I want. Yeah, it's it's tough. <laughs> like, I was wanting to be entertained, sports entertained. All of a sudden, don't trust Joe. Whatever you do, <laughs> so maybe that shows my little. But you know what? I can relate. I can. I can relate, Samojo. I'd be pissed too if I lost to CM Punk. So good on you for getting the you know the last dig in on that. Um, yeah, man. I, I, I during this match, like this was a good match. And honestly, it was lead, uh, I, I was leaning like you were describing. I kind of wanted CM Punk to lose. I was kind of like, I think it'd be cooler if he just continue the streak. No, it wasn't going to happen. But like, yeah. Especially in, in this scenario, I was kind of expecting uh, Ricky Starks uh, to win this tournament. Before it was Punk. So, yeah. Yeah. But, so I, we'll see what happens with that. That's the final. Ricky Starks beat up. At least uh, we'll get a match where it's pops. more where it's more believable that he'll lose or like, or, sorry, more believable that he could win because Ricky V. Joe is a hard sell. Um, just by size, you know, I wonder if they've wrestled before. I don't know. I don't know. But Joe just is such a threatening presence and Starks is yeah. tiny. Well, <laughs> like I said before, when I, a long time ago and it, it didn't work out, they kind of, I don't remember if they've wrestled or they just got fed to him. Samoa Joe is one of the few people that I thought like, kind of just intimidate Brock Lesnar in the ring on the mic more than anyone else. Like Roman's like, yeah, I got WWE behind me. Samoa Joe's like, I'm going to actually kick your ass. <laughs> and that's yeah. kind of like, that was the, at least that's what he portrayed. And I, I, you know, I don't know if he actually thought that, but he might. Um, Cause yeah, Samoa Joe's awesome. Anyway, that was a lot of AE jobs. Joe, Joe, Joe. That was a lot of AE dubs, and now we're going to switch gears, I think. Yeah? Yes, yes, yes. Switch it on over to that WWE. WWE. Lots of stuff to talk about over there. What do you want to start start hot and fresh with the Tribal Court on SmackDown? We are putting Roman on trial because of the the victory the ones, the real ones, got during Money in the Bank. Mm-hmm. Mr. Rizzo? Well, I don't know. I I liked it, but I just don't really know if enough happened to what I was expecting, and I was expecting more. But Roman kind of said what I was feeling. Like, oh, yeah, you beat me, but I'm still the champ. This don't matter. Yeah. And I was kind of like, well, yeah, that's kind of what I was saying. But someone's going to turn on him, right? Like something else is going to happen. It was kind of like no, we're kind of in the same spot. We'll be set up the match. Like, I, I don't know. Did enough happen? Did I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, it was a very big sell that it seemed like Roman was potentially just given up. Yeah. I'm you know? sorry. I, I'm was one of the few that I know from one of the few podcasts I listened to, as soon as Roman knelt down, they're like, Oh yeah, you better protect your nuts there, Jay. <laughs> but I knew beforehand, I'm like, this is all a work. There's nothing about this that is not like he's taking him out. He's taking him out. Oh, he's gonna he's gonna psych him out. And then I'm like, oh yeah, see, look, he's on his knee. That's how it's gonna be. 
I thought he was just going to be like, okay, you're the tribal chief. I'm still the champion. You know, I, I don't know. I, I get it was weird. I didn't know what to expect, honestly, out of this. It was very surprising. And I don't know why, because like, I, as I think about it now, this is like the third time Roman has pulled this, like, I'm a changed man. Why would you think of this horrible thing about me? Except I am the tribal chief. You suck. You son of a bitch. My expectations were too high for this. I said that I wasn't thoroughly entertained enough during the pay-per-view because I thought we were getting this big, like, storytelling moment. And they got 40 minutes on a two-hour show to tell us this whole thing in two segments, or more than a couple segments, but in two spots. But the fact that, uh, I don't know, I lost what I was going to say there about Roman. Um, well, I mean, we're we're moving on now, and I I wonder, so, I mean, this sets up for SummerSlam is what I meant to say as we're moving on, is that like this promo during SmackDown is to set up their match at SummerSlam. And is Roman going to lose at SummerSlam? Hard to say, to be honest, because again, I think personally that uh, a loss, Roman losing this belt is such an iconic moment that only the grandest stage of them all could put on. So this is too early for him to lose it at SummerSlam? So yeah, he's just gonna get. He's gonna beat up on Jay. I don't know. Yeah, well, at SummerSlam, probably that would be my expectation. He would he beat Jay, and it would. Unfortunately, as Mister Rizzo would say, is the status quo would be maintained. But now we have story to tell of what happens now. What is everybody doing against Roman? Because you know what, are people just gonna be like, okay, whatever. We're just not gonna challenge for the belt anymore. No, everybody's gonna get fucking pissed. We're going to get the Avengers that they're everybody's going to team up and we're like, I don't know, get war games involved or something like, I don't know, man, I'm not, I'm not WWE creative. You talk to them about this shit. <laughs> Sorry. I had lost my point before, but I was also trying to say, like you said about be creative, which just in general of, I was expecting so much of a turn or something else of the match. And I just thought we were kind of in the same boat as like what happened before the segment. But we got the match booked. Like, I'm not saying that they're not slow playing something. They are they are moving towards that. Whether we do get a title change, but I, look, I do want to say this. I believe the next pay-per-view after SummerSlam is called Payback. So if we're doing any speculation on what might come from a, from a show called Payback, there you go. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I still think it's... I still think it's got to be solo. I think solo is possible. Be the and I mean, that happens heavily in this promo. They, they lean into that with the whole uh, lay on the ground there during the, uh, honestly, you, you know, you were bitching about the time that it consumes. I think this, the first oh, promo, I wasn't complaining about it. I was just explaining that they're giving this segment a lot of time to tell the story. Yeah, sure. yeah, I wasn't. I mean, I there's a lot about the there is a lot to tell because they are. I, I mean, as I'm thinking about this, this promo is is here to to show there was hope. People thought if Roman loses that way, uh, you know, some sense will get knocked into him or whatever, or have this, I guess, tribal court, if you will. And they'll be like, all right, well, you need to, you know, acknowledge that you should step down a peg because you're not this infallible, uh, you know goat if you will yeah, and i guess i was all i was instantly put off with it like not looking like the trial of sammy like they didn't have the table set up and all this like it was just them coming out but 
again, I feel like they're setting up the match. I would my expectations were too high. I'm admitting that I fantasy book something that isn't happening, and I'm complaining with what the story they're gonna because of that. And I I'm not I have to stop doing that because I'm liking what I am watching. I just I'm just expecting a little more. That's all. I'm just expecting sure. a little more. We're 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 getting there. It's yeah. it's it's a long a long play here. But throughout this promo, it just it was very chaotic once uh, the low blow came in there. You know, like everybody was going back and forth and, and the, the solo looking at the uh, <laughs> the lay being all like, I think it's mine now. Um, yeah, I want, you know, I never think of solo. I always just keep writing him off just because he is Roman's right. hand. I'm, I'm looking at it from Jay. I honestly expect Jay to beat Roman. That would be a very good uh, moment in this storyline. That would be a good send off. I think you know? the key of this story and it's a reason why I'm watching Loki to get ready for more stuff of Secret Invasion. A little aside there. But, uh, oh, now I forgot my point. Man, I'm out of it today. <laughs> Too busy worrying about your Marvel references and not thinking about the wrestling. Yeah, who was um, I just talking about? We're talking about the bloodline and how this promo was pretty great in the start of uh, SmackDown. Solo. Just the Solo Sokoa. I was going to say something about he being sent by the elders. Um, I just think that he's the key. Like you got to go somewhere with him for it to know the turn or I don't know. I, I, I'm just, that's my guess. Reading the I mean, tea leaves. I mean, you, I you said you're, you're set. Uh, your hopes were too, or expectations were too high. This segment I'm, I'm reading through my notes here. We're uh, glossing over the fact of, you know, Jay got wrapped up into the ropes and then Roman basically was, you know, yelling in his face and like had him trapped and being like, I'm the tribal chief. I don't know. It's just, it was a very hectic segment, but it, it shows that Roman doesn't give a shit about the rules. You know, it's who has the belts make the rules. Yes, 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 yes. And that is something that I heard read or heard criticism of, of we love it at home of how we're able to hear all the things that Roman's saying in the ring why he's beating up the guys and talking and it makes the segment just that much more elevated and that much better, but the fans can't. So if you're hating on the crowd for maybe not being as loud, some of them are like, we're trying to be quiet so we can hear what Roman says, but they don't have a mic'd up. So we're doing what we can. But I, like I said, I love, I liked it. It was, we're doing what we can. can. So yeah, that was a, it was a great start to SmackDown for sure. Um, Next up. And, and, (laughs) <laughs> yeah and and yeah. yeah we'll get there uh next up i guess the next thing i would say is grayson waller he actually did you does get what you want did you get what you want i did yeah um he looked yeah. good in his match against edge <laughs> sorry what? a wild yeah appears sorry um i was upset that he didn't beat edge but i'm I like that they set it up. They had the match. The, uh, what what I liked was Grayson had been cocky with other segments with people. And, well, I'm not saying that he wasn't cocky here. But he was, like, straight to the point. He wasn't playing with any fluff. He was just, like, Edge is like, well, why are you here? What what, what are you doing? Are you, are you retired? Yeah. What's going on? He was just like, why, why are you bothering me? You're not getting me. You're not helping me out here. What What's going on? And then – them going with the story of just because you were in the ring with a superstar and you kind of went toe to toe with me, that means you're pretty good. 
as opposed to just allowing him to beat Edge and going, damn, beat Edge in his first match ever on SmackDown in Madison Square Garden. Yeah. But instead, it's, hey, his first match ever, it was in Madison Square Garden against Edge. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Grayson didn't get the didn't get the win here, but he did look strong in this match. Um, mm-hmm. I even like his finisher that uh, that rolling uh, was it rolling spear or DDT? Yes, where he runs through rolling the, stunner. That's what it was. He ro- runs through the ropes. Yeah, I like his little flip that he does when he enters the ring to start the match. He does <laughs> yeah. like a little somersault flip with the hoodie on, and it works. I like that. Yep, I'll say that I. I Grayson Waller lasted a lot longer than I expected in this match. So he looked great. And, you know, he got the not, he got the seal of approval from Edge. Afterwards, yes. he's like, you swam. You can swim. You can <laughs> swim. So. so. Another so yeah, hot I, match I, on the card. Another hot match on the card was uh, was match. Becky Lynch and uh, Zoe Stark. Well, that's on Raw, yeah. Oh, wait, actually, wait. Yeah. Did, I jump, did I jump the gun? Am I, uh, am not, I all technically, no, because Edge and Grayson happened right before the Bloodline segment at the end. Yeah, and that was pretty much it for the Smacky Down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, uh, honestly, nothing notable. I mean, that happened. Um, no, everything. The status quo is getting pushed and whatnot. I mean, we we didn't talk about some other stuff on AEW too. We don't have enough time to talk about it. Oh all, yeah, that's so. all I remember. Yep, yep. I so, but yes. Yeah, so now we'll move on to Raw and uh, talk about Becky and Zoe. Uh, I was impressed. This was a very good women's match. Uh, and it wasn't even for anything, really. It was just them duking it out for pride. Really, the feud with Trish, because they set this up last week. But yes. it, what, what I mean is no belts were on the line kind of thing. You know, there's no briefcases or shenanigans. Just good wrestling. And yeah, uh, Becky Becky was on it. And Zoe looked good. Like, she, she was a treat to see. I remember liking everything I'd seen from her in NXT. I wonder if she would I had already have been here if she didn't injure her leg a year ago. Yeah. You know, but before, but she's hot right now and it's working. I'm glad that she gets to work with someone as, uh, as a good worker like Becky. So we get to see some of that. It's really a good match like we did. Indeed. Um, I like this one move that uh, Zoe had off of the ropes. Uh, so she was on the outside and uh, to get back in, she kind of like did this thing where she jumps and sits on the rope and like springboards off it and does this like flip thing mm-hmm. onto Becky. It was almost like a leg drop move, too. I like so, it. I like it. Yeah, it was just fluid. And I was like, wow, that again, another variation on a common theme that you see people coming through from the outside. The buckshot Larry at the phenomenal forearm. Now mm-hmm. you got whatever you want to call this move that Zoe has. <laughs> um. Sorry, I'm just going through my notes to see if there's anything notable to talk about this. Um, it was interesting to see Becky do that, like uh, the move that like Riho does when she's getting pinned and then she kind of like bridges out of it. Yes, yes, yes. Becky did that in this move or this match. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zoe was going to pin her and she did that. It, I was just kind of like, wow, uh, that's that's when I was like, Becky's on today. Like she's not phoning it in. Uh, I kind of liked Corey's comment during this match. Uh, Trish goes to like you know, grab Becky's uh, leg when she's on the ropes or whatever. And then Kate, uh, Kevin Patrick is all like, why would, why would Trish do that? If uh, Zoe's so good, uh, you know, like, what is she afraid or whatever? And I loved Corey's response saying insurance. You never expect your house to burn down, but you may, that doesn't mean you don't try to prevent it from happening. <laughs> <laughs> well said there, Corey, right? I was like, well that's done, good. Corey. 
but watch out, man. I'm going to have my wag. Well, not wag of the finger, but be like a fuck you, man. So <laughs> he if, was, he was back and forth with me on this episode of raw <laughs> to this match. For some reason, this match and like the Cody promo, maybe like one other thing. Somehow I wasn't as tuned in to as I was for most of the show, but yeah, I got to back up a little bit and just talk about the fact that this episode of raw was in Buffalo, New York in my hometown. And, it's going to be a theme throughout the rest of the show of how upset I was that I kind of wasn't at the damn show because it was kind of good. And I don't know. I got a lot of other stuff going on. It's hot. The, the, the summer's going on. I'm buying a new house. And I didn't make plans to, to spend, you know, 200, 250 to go see the show. It's true. We are the worst wrestling fans. We didn't even go to Raw <laughs> in our hometown. Like, okay. In my defense, I didn't even know it was happening until I caught up on Raw Sunday when it was like, and then we'll be in Buffalo on Raw. And I was like, oh, that's tomorrow. <laughs> well, I think, I don't know. I have other friends that just assumed I was going. Like That's just how it works. <laughs> um, and I, I don't know why I just uh, did, decided not to make plans. And then recently, in the last few episodes of Raw, I've been kind of upset that they didn't advertise the show. Like even an hour before the show, they tell you like one match of what's going on. And I'm like, well, you'll have a picture of the fact that these guys might be there, but you have no idea what's going on. Well, this week, the week before Buffalo show, they advertised like three matches. And I was like, well, shit, I kind of should have went see all these. And then just all the stars showing up. I mean, we're going to get to a lot of the stuff, but you know, Finn Balor, KO, Sami Zayn, Seth Cody's Rollins. I, I just Seth Rollins' music was three. You heard three different times Here. in Buffalo. Yeah. Anyway. But, uh, we'll 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 get right to that. But I'm going to close this Becky Zoe comment yes. or segment with a comment I met in the pre-show. I'm I'm doing it, Mister Rizzo. Take this match and compare it to the Live Lacey match from our Living It Up episode, okay. and you will see. A significant difference in the quality of wrestling, and Becky and Zoe will win in this comparison because this was a great match. Check it out on Raw. Anywho, right. Seth Rollins, he came in, he started Raw. We we were jumping straight to Becky and Zoe. We didn't even start the. We didn't say that the promo that Seth was in started uh, Raw because he was interrupting Judgment Day or whatever. But he had chicken wings, and I I initially go with with what he was wearing. I was just kind of like. That's pretty bold of you to come out with some saucy wings, sir. To find out only those had to be the driest wings in the world because I watched him like eat one and throw it or whatever. He got no sauce anywhere. And I was just like, oh, buddy, you are playing to the wrong crowd right now. Those ain't real wings. <laughs> they look like buffalo wings, but hey, oh, they probably like got them at the stadium. So sure. And he's like, make sure nobody, they're plain so he doesn't mess up his fancy clothes. Nobody goes to. What is it called now? The Marie Midland Arena, um, the the odd, um, the uh, the North HS- Americare Park. No HSBC. No, it's the is the Affin Center. No, it's the Key Bank Center now. I believe it's called the Key Bank Center. It is. No yeah. one goes to the Key Bank Center in Buffalo for wings. I'm just that. So I understand. <laughs> that was what my do you point. Mean you don't. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I got gotcha. you. They didn't look as saucy as they should be. But yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Like regular wings you get around here, they would definitely be like, you shouldn't be wearing your fashion clothes for you this. Go to set. Key Bank restaurant and get wings? No. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Um, yeah. No, you just you were talking about Seth. So that's why I wanted to bring that up yes, before we uh, get involved. The way the show evolved, you got to see Seth come out three different times to his music in Buffalo 
and I'm not sure if you guys notice, if you're fans at all, people are liking his music for some reason, and they cheer and they sing with it. So yes. it was awesome three different times throughout the show. And, I uh, and also video. saw a video of someone. Oh, sorry. Go right ahead. No, I was going to say, um, and then everyone cheering the exact same song as they leave the building on the way out. So, yeah, I think which I found surprising. Really so I saw that before I finished Raw, and I assumed that Seth won the match because then everybody was super pumped and they were singing and it just kept going. But, you know, I'm sorry, I'm going to jump right to it. But, yeah, he lost in their match in the main event. I was like, wow, that's kind of shocking. Yeah, it it to show dominance of the Judgment Day, mm-hmm. which was a little theme that carried over even to the next day. But <laughs> the fact that they had uh, Senior Money in the Bank and El Senior uh, and Finn Balor uh, with Dominic kind of go at it with some guys with Seth and KO and uh, Sammy. This episode was Judgment Day heavy. Like yeah. they had promos set up at the beginning, in the middle, and all the way to the end that basically set up the main event, which was the six-man tag match between KO, the, the undisputed tag champs, and Seth Rollins and Judgment Day. Um, I, yeah, it, it's. I had a realization when I was thinking about this. It seems like everybody is like the entire Judgment Day is fighting with Seth. You have Dom, who apparently is in a feud with him because of last week something happened to him, which I was I was floored by. I forgot that I, I forgot what they were referring to in that. But either way, they kept implying. I mean, Dom wanted to fight Seth, and then you have Finn Balor, who's got a chip on his shoulder against Seth, and then Priest, who has money in the bank, who's threatening to cash in on Seth. It's like, <laughs> like maybe you guys should. I, I don't know. It's just yeah, it's weird to see how hyper focused the Judgment Day is right now. It's 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 the title that everyone's got eyes on and they trying to see some weird angle of getting at it. Yeah. But yeah. And yeah, Tom's it's just, it's just interesting boom. how he, like I guess I'm speaking to Seth's credit as a wrestler, man. He's like he's got the judgment day coming at him like a swarm of bees and he's just swatting them away being like, ha, get out of here. I'm being the world champ. I got to eat chicken wings. <laughs> yeah, him just laughing it up and almost choking on the wings when he was actually doing his promo. Was right. And that almost happened. I know my brother pointed that out as well. It was kind of funny. So we're jumping around here. Speaking of, uh, I mean, do you have anything else? I was going to, speaking of promos. We'll get to some more of the Judgment Day and maybe a little bit of that match later, the finale later. Yeah, we'll touch on that again. I just want to, I want to bring up uh, Cody's <laughs> promo here for uh, for our notable uh, highlight of, of this week on Raw. Yes. Uh, you... So Cody's promo was fine. Uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. You had something I was going to say, you have to pay attention to this a little bit more than most if you're just kind of half paying attention to the show and the promo you're going to miss what we're talking about here but if you're kind of really you know taking notes or you know really intense of what's going on in the show or you were live at the show you i just wanted to hear what cody had to say that's all i'm sorry for listening But uh, TVC, yeah, what I, did you hear at the show? During I was Cody's promo. I, I the promos, just whatever. It's the same. It, you know, sorry, it wasn't. It. it I thought that uh, Cody's promos lately have been kind of weak, but this one actually was decent. Uh, it, it still had you know my eye rolly. It's Cody's here for the people and all you. But the way he presented it was pretty neat. How he like mm-hmm. I kind of rolled my yeah, eyes like when he's like calling out, call, talking. With people Brian. at home, I'm gonna address everybody here first and take it the moment. I'm like dude calm down <laughs> right jesus but um 
Yeah. And then he starts talking about like, oh, he's like sad about how he uh, responded to somebody who asked him about like interviewed him and like a presser at some. Uh, I, I don't know if it was after Money in the Bank or whatever. And they were asking him about about momentum. And this is when it was like the FedEx arrow. It was just like this kid started cheering for Cody. You could just hear. Cody. 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 In the middle of the promo. Not not when he's walking in the ring, when everyone's like slowly getting down, but in the middle of while he's talking. As he's talking about momentum, he just was like, oh, yeah, what do I think about my momentum? And then just this kid berating him, being like, Cody. And it goes on for almost the entire promo. I I, I kid you not. I, I like after I started hearing it, like because I was trying to catch up to today when when we're recording here, and uh, I was just like, I'm listening. I'm like, dude, can someone shut this kid up? I can't fucking hear Cody because I'm too busy just hearing this kid just shout. I'm like, he is not talking to you. He's delivering a promo. Calm down. This like, yeah. When I, when I heard it and it sounded or reminded me of like a little kid yelling at his or mom who's on the phone and she's talking she's in like deep conversation with something serious you know she's talking about her her mom about something going on for surgery or whatever and she's going on long time and the kid's just like mom i'm over here talk to me mom and she's like she's talking exactly (laughs) mama mom mama and you're just like dude he's not gonna engage with you like leave right This ain't a Q and A, kid. Yeah, Someone's got to rule not, him. He's not here for you. So. <laughs> I, I I do have to say though, as much as that is, you know what? I'm gonna say it a TBZ wag of the finger. <laughs> Chill out, kid. He's giving a promo. I did enjoy him because he wasn't. That wasn't just Cody. After a while, you, I could just hear him. And during the Miz and Champa's match, when Champa throws the Miz into the chair, I just hear, "You suck, Miz." <laughs> 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 this kid had to be sitting like literally behind the cameraman at hard cam when he was just getting picked up all the time i was like god damn it lucky guy lucky guy had some good seats right <laughs> yeah what uh you getting oh. into that champa and the Miz match if you want wait to. before we go away from cody i do want to make this note this is where i this is my moment where i say fuck you Corey," uh because he made a comment about uh cody's entrance or whatever and he says the line that's what you get for hiring the local pyro men. Oh yeah, well I did in, hear him say that, but I didn't understand why. I didn't. I didn't either. He. It felt like he was implying one of the pyro shots were off. So that's what I took away from that. When I heard that, I was like, "Hey, fuck you, Corey yeah, Graves. Screw you. <laughs> Coming at Buffalo lo- like that. Buffalo's I got the mafia lo- that has something to say to you. <laughs> yeah, Buffalo's local firework unions coming after you. <laughs> yeah. But speaking of uh, mafia. I do want to talk about somebody who joined the Mafia, and that would be The Miz. I believe The Miz has now joined the Bills Mafia after Tommaso Ciampa put him through a table. <laughs> that's right, he did. Yes, and that's that's what I was like, ooh. Um, nobody really t- – like, you don't really do hear people say, we want tables. It, it, was, a, it was a hardcore match, so, you know, no justified DQ, yeah. for once. For once, it was kind of, all right. I'll let the I'll let the fans go at it. They're asking for something that's they don't do. It's a it's a chairs match, and they're like, "We want tables." Like, dude, like like you're not like they, you're a little kid who's yelling at Cody. Anyway, but did you like, notice? Did you notice the chant for the tables during this match? I 
No, I didn't. I was surprised. They didn't. It wasn't. We want tables. They just go tables, tables, tables. Well, <laughs> that's what I was kind of getting. I'm like, we have a little different feeling, maybe in Buffalo with the folding table or whatever. It's all about the attitude there. So like, well, I was just thinking like the Bills and folding tables that and too. Buffalo yeah, yeah. And tables. We're just expecting like, yeah, the tables are coming, right? Like, we don't have to ask for them. You don't come to Buffalo and don't bring exactly, tables. Exactly. Like, that was what I was thinking. I'm like, oh, this is – I know he's from California, but he can – or from Cleveland, but he can say, hey, I'm part of the Miz, or Bill's Mafia for a minute by going to that table. But he didn't He didn't win. He didn't yeah. win. I was going to say, since we're here, we could talk about this match real quick. While Ciampa didn't win, I'm not too mad about it because of how it was presented. You know? Interference. At first, I was ex- because I was how everything had went during the show and who was there. I was a- upset that I wasn't there. And then when this match, how it was going, I was expecting our boy Johnny Gargano to come out to maybe help or do something so he would win. But when Bronson Reed came out, I'm like, oh Johnny, don't come out right now. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah. you know what? You were good. You know, we're good. But it made me think like he's going to need help to take him down. If it's going to be the Miz and the Kaiju working together, so I don't know. I was going to say I want to I want a BT esque segment in WWE where it's the like the backstage stuff where uh, during this match, and I, I was just thinking about how you're all like, oh, I hope Johnny Gargano would come out, and then you're like, don't come out. It's a, you get Johnny Gargano. He's like, I'm getting real ready. All right, let's watch. You're like, watch this. I'm going to come out right after this, and then Bronson Reed comes out. He goes. I'm not going to go out I'm there. I'm going to go it's check like, out catering. Uh, <laughs> hey, where's uh, Candace? Doesn't she need help with yes, something? Yeah. I'm coming. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> but uh, I, yeah, I don't know what's going on with uh, Johnny Gargano. I honestly wasn't expecting any sort of DIY thing. I just expected Champa to win because of the, just because of Buffalo's love for NXT. Like, remember the last time SmackDown was here, they had that NXT invasion. And I know it was because of the Saudi shit, but it, just like, we loved that. Like that crowd was all about it because we, we know NXT and we watch that. So uh, I was kind of surprised they didn't lean into that. But the finish with Bronson Reed, I was like, that makes sense. Bronson did. He was a gun for hire for the Miz in the past. So, you know, couldn't put it past him that that's happening again. And I don't know about you, Mr. Rizzo, but it does seem like that may have been the case. The way the Miz and Bronson were interacting at the end there. Well, they have history of and Corey insinuated it right away. Right away and I said it, too of paying for his, his uh, services of, and I go, Miz brought the bag. And that's what I was saying. Like Miz brought the bag of cash. He paid for the Kaiju. Like, so <laughs> that's what kaiju. I was thinking in my head when it happened. Kaiju so. bringing the tsunami. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, and that's another move that they have well protected that I love is the tsunami. No one's kicked out of tsunami. I, it's a, I, I loved it at least in this match too. He got a he got a good thud off of that. Was That's like, what I meant. Like, yeah, like there's you no said, coming back from that. Oof. If Johnny Gargano saw the tsunami, he's like, oh, "I'm just go check out some uh, some grilled chicken and catering. Uh, I'm okay." I will say it was refreshing. Uh, this is just an aside, but uh, it was honestly Cody was backstage before his promo. You see him walking, and it was just like they he walked by a Buffalo Sabers logo, a Buffalo Bandits logo, and I was like, "Ah, oh, cool." You don't. Uh, I just. I don't know. It was refreshing to see that on a backstage segment. You can't. You, you don't like. You don't see when it's the Philadelphia Eagles or like Detroit Red Wings, but when right. it's your team's like, "Hey, my team! Hey, my team. Ah. Oh, look, 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 look!" <laughs> like, cool, cool, cool. 
So yes, uh, what else? We had next Alpha up, Academy. Yeah. yeah, let's do that. We passed Alpha actually. Academy. I was, was going to uh, get to your girl, but thank we'll, we'll, we'll you. We uh, had the Alpha Academy graduation ceremony for Maxine because she it didn't is end well, but it it, it was okay. It was, it's it's it it's starting a feud, and now we're going to see Chelsea in her true test, not a not a protected environment fighting against uh, Viking Maxine Raiders. Maxine Dupree. Yes, Maxine Dupree. Yes, and I I liked how uh, Chad Gable made it seem that Maxine's going to be putting on a jacket like Men in Black. That's the last jacket that you'll jacket ever wear. you'll ever wear. Yeah, that and was then neat. Otis trying to take his jacket oh, yeah. off to get ready to fight <laughs> was just so funny, and you should go back and watch that clip somewhere because that was that was awesome. I love how Otis doesn't say anything except, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> He's the Kool-Aid man. <laughs> yes. So I know I know our friends oh. that we had on, uh, we had on a little while ago of uh, Samoan Joseph. is not a huge fan of, of Gable, but I know he was at the show. I wonder what he thought of this segment. We got we to gotta reach out to see we'll what he up. thought of this. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, and it, was, it wasn't that long of a segment, but I just – I love what Alpha Academy is doing, and I like how they're integrating Maxine, especially since I've seen her since. I love how he calls her her model student. I was like, hey, you got a little nod to Triple M there. That's neat. Um, yeah, so her evolution has been fun, and I'm, I'm glad that she's found a group that it works. It's just so uh, different than I think we ex- we thought the, the angle was going to go, and they kind of turned it on its head a little bit, and it, it's working. So, yeah, I like it. Yep. Um you can still tell that Chad's doing a like. You can still feel the "It's Always Sunny" references that he does. Um, so I, I kind of wonder if they're kind of doing like a getting the gang together as Alpha Academy equals the gang now. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, so yeah, it was a treat. Uh, check it out. Uh, it's and th- like I said, it's perpetuating their feud with Viking Raiders because it got interrupted uh, before she could put on her jacket. Uh, Valhalla stole it and. Uh, it, it it heavily implies we're going to see a feud here. They didn't really say anything official, but I expect we'll see him fighting next I week or something. I think they set up a six man or the six person a mixed matchup. Yeah, yeah, mixed match or mixed tag match. Six whatever. person mixed tag. I don't know how to say it. We'll, we'll yeah. figure it out. Yeah, it's a tongue twister. But uh, either way, yeah, either it's a six person tag or I, I'm actually excited. I kind of want to see Valhalla go solo. Have a women's match. Well, so I duke it out for the for the the sacred jacket. I wonder the way that they've been treating Maxine if she's ready for a full singles match, and that's why we're getting this six. Doesn't right, matter. and like, that's what I'm like excited for. Yeah, <laughs> so anyway, that'll be fun. Check it out. Um, what else? There was something else I wanted to. Oh, Chelsea yeah. Green. Oh, she gave me <laughs> she gave me a line of the night, and it's going to stick with me for a little while. And I've already been saying it a lot, and nobody knows any effing clue what I'm talking about. So, yeah, it's probably not going to stick anywhere. But uh, she was in the face. Actually, who was she even talking to? Was she talking? It to was Ra- Liv and Raquel. She's talking they to Liv and Raquel. Uh, they were fr- they were yelling at them because they were like, "Why are you here at ringside during our match? How convenient! Where's the manager? I don't see anybody I can talk to about this to get you ba- banned from ringside." Yeah, and I don't really know how it started. Again, I'm just I'm just lost because it just keeps saying the thing. At one point, Rhea just, showed up. Rhea that, showed that's up. What At happened. one point, Chelsea just goes, three strikes, you're out. Basketball. 
And I, it's just my favorite quote for the last like week or so. And I don't know. I just love it. <laughs> yeah. I, I forget how it came up too, but Rhea did come up and actually she was, she was challenging Raquel. And Rhea said something that implied three strikes or whatever. And oh, that's yeah, where she was echoing right. be like, three strikes and you're out. Basketball. <laughs> and I'm a little sad she didn't lean into that a bit more because she did have another retort. And I was hoping she'd do another one being like, and that'd be a slam dunk. Seven points. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah, it's the classic, like, I don't know anything. I know the sports ball. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, it was it was fun. Like, I, I'm digging Chelsea Green and I'm glad that like I'm glad that she's where she is now because she's getting screen time and she's getting, she's put in an environment where she can kind of hone her craft. And uh, I think this is a good way you can integrate her in. Yeah. Yeah. She's getting a lot of FaceTime, which is good. And uh, yeah, she's a fun character that like, you know, that Karen who wants to talk to the manager. (laughs) Yeah. I can see her and uh, um, Oh my God. why, Why am I going blank on her tag partner? Uh, Sonya Deville. Sonya Deville. I can see them eventually winning the tag titles. And Honestly, that's kind of how it feels right now. They're pushing them hard for the tag division right now. Uh, I, I just don't expect work. Liv and Raquel to lose it so quick. Like, they just got them back. Well, here's the, the, the way where it might work was the fact that I really liked how Raquel got in the, into Rhea's face about, like, hey, if you're bullying people around here, we're going to – we're stopping that from happening. I'm like – Ooh, this is a little intense. Um, these two women might might have a decent match with each other. So if they'd ever lose the belts, she'd be able to jump to singles. But well, I mean, she doesn't need to lose the tag belts to do a singles run. She doesn't, but just because let's with get all real. The ladies do you involved, have... just nation. No, I got you. I'm I, no, I'm here for it because uh, you know I was saying this before that uh, I feel like Rhea. They're always they're always advertising Rhea as this dominant champion. And it's like, yeah, it's real easy to look dominant when all you've wrestled is Natalia. Sorry, Natalia. It's just like Zelina Vega. Re- oh, okay. Sorry, I forgot. No, one I was agreeing with you. That there's no, two I, people on the roster. Right? There's two it's people like, like she's beat with paper. Yeah. So it, it it's refreshing to get somebody new. And Raquel is definitely Rhea's speed. They they're both powerhouses, if you will. Um. Sorry, I just remembered that I heard they reference Rhea as the uh, the world women's champion, and I'm a little sad. I thought it would be the women's world heavyweight champion. I don't think you can use heavyweight with the women. Why can't you, first of all? And second of all, that's the same name as the other belt on this brand. It's the world heavyweight champion. You just tack men and women's on it. Well, you got to be special and different now? There's, we're not all you know on equal footing and having the same belts? I thought we were trying to... You know, unify everything. I think the fact that there is another mid-card title for the men that can also be used for for wrestlers who are under a certain weight class. Is that a step for the mid-card belts? No, but, like, that's the reason why people it's say ins- they... It's assumed. <laughs> no, but, like, that's the reason why certain wrestlers, people aren't believable to be the main actual heavyweight title contender. But they're a great enough wrestler to tell a story that they deserve a belt. Yeah, they it's only have not the, that ha- one. They only have the tag belts, and that's not even on a brand. Yeah, so for the ladies, that but like, I don't know if it's actually politically correct to put heavyweight with the ladies' title. Why? That means she's beefy. 
I and know. Let's get real. I'm, Mommy is beefy. Look at those fucking shoulders, man. To be honest, just saying, I'm I'd not listen to those shoulders the one all day. Thinking that this shouldn't happen because I want a mixed tag, a mixed oh, gender title. Also, I want you so to go to Raquel and tell her she's not a heavyweight. All right, <laughs> let's see how that goes for you. I think Raquel just probably I, be like, whatever, dude. <laughs> realistically, I think if I ever told a woman that she was a heavyweight, I'd get punched in the fucking face. So I, mean, I don't know what we're talking about here. You can be like, oh, talking- you're in the extremely awesome weight class, but I'm never going to call her a heavyweight. That's what I'm going to say. I'm just, I'm not doing that. <laughs> oh, you're in the superior class. Cool. Like that works. I don't have to. I don't have to say heavyweight. No, just it's no. I'm I'm, I'm good. That, yeah. That so lady, maybe Seth's belt should be, be the world championship then. I don't. I, I'm. I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna end up digging a hole somehow. But I'm. I'm not talking uh, anymore. Let's move on. Uh, Chelsea Green. <laughs> Next up, we've got the six man tag match, which is what we were po- uh, holding off. Uh, we this talked segment- a little bit about. Yep. This uh, we have talked about a little bit already. We were talking about Rhea, actually. What a what a transition. We're talking about how Judgment Day had to squash some beef. That's kind of the story of Raw this entire episode. We start off with Finn having a promo, yelling about Damian Priest and blah, blah, blah. Cue Rhea and Dom in tow. Rhea coming out being all like, Finn, you've been acting really weird lately. You got to like chill out, man. Like, come on, let's go backstage and talk about it. Let's not air our dirty laundry out here in Buffalo, New York. We also got to see, you know, it makes me think. I feel like at this point, people boo Dom as a meme rather than actually hating him at this point. Because, like, again, the minute he still got it. The minute he did, tries to speak, everybody's like, shut the fuck up, kid. No wants to hear you. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, so, yeah, you know, that starts off the show. And then throughout the episode, we see actually a promo backstage where Finn and Pre- uh, Rhea convinces Priest to talk to Finn. And Finn's uh, Priest is all like, see, I told you that go exactly how it you know, I told you to, so it's not going to, you know, what do you want me to do? Maria's like, you two talk it out. They talk it out backstage. They seem like they're on the same page. And now that like they're setting up this main event of Raw for a six-man tag match between the undisputed tag champs, Seth, first Judgment Day. Go, Reese had said one thing along the lines of like, we no matter what, we got it covered with the with the money in the bank. And Finn was like slightly questioning, like, well, what's the, well, what do you mean by that? What do you mean that I won't be able to do this? Like, that was just maybe what he was thinking. I'm kind of guessing on that. But by the end, and the fact that we already mentioned the fact that the Judgment Day had come out victorious, they were on the same page. They were laughing about their beef before. They kind of shook their hands together and they looked like they're on the same page. And I'll get to this in a minute, but that also carried over to NXT on Tuesday when they answered Carmelo Hayes' uh, uh, call-out that they had. As, as the WWE Universe would say, hug it out, hug it out. And boy, did they after the match. So I, I, one, would, one would assume that meant the beef was squashed and they're back together again, especially with their dominant win over their opponents. Uh, a question of who did they pin? I think it was Seth, question mark? I don't know who how that match ended or who lost that match. I believe it was Seth. And uh Yeah, I don't recall who it no there were like one or no. two moves. No. Finn gets the coupe de grace on uh Finn uh Finn on Sammy. Gotcha. And so, uh he gets the pin on Sammy for the win. I did notice that there were one or two moves that didn't look exactly like they were supposed to go 
with I Seth had heard this going into this match, but I couldn't tell. It well, wasn't that obvious to me. I'm I'm not saying it hearing about other things after the match, which I'll mention yeah. in a moment. I'm saying even when watching it live, there were like two moves where I'm like, oh, they that I don't think they were off for a second. Like I'm not I'm not, I'm not the person that's going like, oh look at this, they fucked up. I'm like, oh, okay, they were they were off. Miscommunication. That they're gonna get back. Boom, 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 back. Uh, professionals know how to get back on the same page real quick, and they're back to wrestling. Like they mess up one thing. So I didn't really think anything of it, but that happened. But what I believe you're insinuating is some reports on different spots all over the interwebs of a backstage argument going on with some of the wrestlers in the match of maybe it like not going according to plan or some of the match. Um, story or how the plan was changed like right before the match was supposed to start so i don't know what the beef was if there was beef or how that's true or not true but i don't know i'm just saying that i didn't notice like two spots that just looked a little odd that's all yeah but yeah like i said i judgment day (laughs) um i'm just looking through my notes here um i did like a segment during this match where um Sorry. KO and Sammy. Priest was going for a pin. Priest uh, Priest was going for a pin after kind of they did like a a trio tag team. Like, hey, I do my move. You do your move. And I set you up sort of Mm -hmm. thing. Priest had the pin. And Dom and Finn both like posed. Kind of like, yeah, it's over, baby. And then uh, whoever, I I don't know who Priest was pinning at that moment. They kicked out. Could have been like KO or or maybe Seth. Probably KO. yeah, uh, but he kicked out, <laughs> and uh, I just thought it was funny because it reminded me of like a little, uh, a little quote that I usually say when I'm like, you know, getting in someone's face, and it's just like, oh, but I talk so much shit, I should win, and it's mm-hmm. like, just that's that's how that came off to me when the Judgment Day was doing that. I guess it's just an element to show how their beef was getting squashed, and they're on the same page as you said throughout this match. Yeah. Um, lastly, I love like a last Corey Graves moment here. I liked uh, what he's talking about. Uh, Seth goes for the pet- pedigree on Dom and uh priest comes in to try and stop him. And you know, Corey Graves just goes, here comes priest. And then Seth throws him out of the ring. And then literally the next thing Corey Graves goes, there goes priest. <laughs> uh, it was just a fun match. Like everybody seemed to get a segment during this to kind of look strong um, and then cycle out and kind of rotate all six uh, contestants into this match. Um, and it was fun. It was, it was fun to watch. Judgment Day come back together as a team. It was fun to watch, you know, the weird pairing of Seth and uh, the Undisputed Tag Champs. Yeah, it's... I will say it felt like KO wasn't in this match a lot. Oh, I didn't notice it as much. I know he was a hot tag at one point, and they did some stuff, but... I just remember being one point, I was like, where's KO? I felt like he hasn't been in this match in a minute. It's been mostly like Sammy getting beat up by Judgment Day. Yeah, like the Rhea helping out a little bit during the match to make sure that... They couldn't do what they wanted, and the crowd was here for Sammy, Seth, and KO. But Judgment Day come out of victorious, and them, like you said, looking strong, carried over to Tuesday. Like I was saying, that that is something that I was kind of mentioning about Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams calling out Finn Balor, and the entire Judgment Day came down, and they started the show by having uh, or setting up a match between Priest and Finn versus Mello and Trick Williams. And it was a good match. Judgment Day ended up coming out victorious again. 
and looking strong. But Dominic also set up a match next week against Wes Lee for the North American Championship. So that's set up for next week. But I got more on NXT before. Uh, what you got, TBZ? I just wanted to say that I, I, I that uh, I remember asking you when you had mentioned that uh, Finn Balor showed up on NXT. I was like, who's going to tag with Finn Balor? And you're all like, oh, he's it just challenging Carmelo Hayes. And I was like, I feel it like was. it's going to be a tag match, yeah. though. And here we are. It was a tag match, I told you. But it yeah. was after they squashed the beef. I didn't expect that because I asked because at the time I was just like, the obvious choice is Damian Priest, but they got that beef because of Seth. So is he going to want to tag with them when that's going on? But they squashed it before this. So good I'm on them. So that way they can come down. together. I do like how you just described it. It was like they called out Finn Balor and the Judgment Day descended. I was like, you know, that's, just, that's a cool, like, don't fuck with Texas kind of thing. It was like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, and it was a good back and forth a little bit with Rhea and uh, Breast, a little bit with Finn and Mello. But I really like Trick Williams. Trick Williams is like just a good side. I wouldn't say sidekick. He's a good muscle and he's a good, you know, I, it's weird because I don't see Trick Williams as someone that would ever turn on Mello. It's not how, like, the story would go. I would think that Mello would move on before Trick does, and then they'll meet again. But I'm jumping in the nation stuff. Anyway, no well, more of the all, judgment. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, we're talking about NXT, and I, the cat's out of the bag here. I, you know, I, I think I got my hearing checked, and uh, I don't think we're having a hot wrestling minute this week. Yeah, no hot wrestling minute. I watched no, we the just, show. We're just going to touch on some happened. points on NXT instead, and one being what we just did, the Judgment Day. Yeah, that carried over from Raw. There's some other little stuff that it's, it was just kind of all over the place. There really wasn't able to, ability for me to tell a, like a, a nice, complete story because the pacing is weird with the show. But I wanted to talk about one of the storylines that's going on in NXT real quick that um, TBZ, I know you're not watching any of NXT, so I I wanted to tell you about it. The Don of NXT is in jail right now. He has been in jail for a little bit after someone snitched on him for taking care of uh, pretty deadly and making them or somebody else and making them sleep with the fishes and hot putting them in the trunk. So was it a superstar or just was an individual? What do you, what would you mean? Like a snitch of who did it? No, he's being framed for murder. He killed somebody. Well, they did it with pretty deadly, but they also did it with another character a long time ago. So, okay. you know, obviously Pretty Deadly. Pretty Deadly is their most recent victim. Yeah, yeah, and... I mean, obviously Pretty Deadly's not dead, but you know what I'm saying. No, they died and went to heaven yeah, SmackDown. Yeah. <laughs> but my point was, is someone snitched. And the way they had the setup as the underboss, Stax Lorenzo, has been trying to find out who the, the bad guy, the snitch was, or the, who the rat was, and he's been running everything. And then they set up this match with Gallus, the tag champs, and their leader, Joe Coffey. He has... uh, Love the name. They believe that he's the one that, you know, is the snitch. He's the one that did it. Well... Joe Coffey? Yes. I mean, that's not even a real name. (laughs) Stax 
basically it makes it look like he's working with Gallus, and they set up a match that if Stax wins, they will no longer prosecute whatever's go the charges in jail for the Don. But if he wins, he's got to stay in there forever, and Stax will stay as the Don and run all the family business while the Don is in jail. I don't know. It, it's been kind of working. It's been kind of going back and forth. I've liked what they've told. I've liked the story. But it, it got a little wonky at the end with the Don calling in from prison during the match and, like, encouraging Stax. When you thought he was going to turn on him so he can take over the family business, I'll never turn on family. And then he ended up winning. So now we have the return of the Don of NXT next week. So I, I didn't make that as cool as it was in my head. The story was a lot cooler over the last few weeks than what's going on. It's a but very involved story. That isn't anything that's happened in like one week. That has happened probably over like three or four months, if not more. And yeah. that's what I meant like, the last two or three weeks have been a little bit more intense with them setting up this match, but like, wow, this, this had legs. This actually worked. This wasn't bad. Um, but yeah, that's all. That's all I had really on NXT. Yeah. So at this point, I, I think we're kind of wrapping up here. Uh, there's an, ele- there is an elephant in the room we can address. Uh, well, we well, can one, on there was no NXT. Before we went on the tope, we did have some homework that we were going to talk about. But we're we did say last week, week we were going to do this. Uh, I I was bad. I I uh, you know I I goofed and I did not watch what we said we would. It and happens. we're talking it about A and E's most wanted treasures, uh, the Samoan Dynasty, I believe was the episode, which is the most recent one that came out. I think the season finale, also for the show of this season. Uh, yeah, I said season twice now, but either way. So, yeah, we're going to push. Uh, we were going to we're not covering it this week. So uh, stay tuned to next week. Yeah. Next week, the way I think we might do it might keep it a theme with a lot of uh, wrestling on TV outside of the ring. We got this A&E's most wanted treasures that we were going to talk about. Uh, I may have watched an episode of Stone Cold Takes on America, but I've also seen advertised before we record next week is. The Weakest Link has a few WWE stars on it with like Alexa Bliss and The Miz. And also the show The Hot Wheels has Big E on it. So might watch all that stuff and talk about it next week in a big old wrestling on TV, not in the ring segment, something like that. Um, there was something else I was going to mention. Now I can't remember what it was. I think you mean to mention it's time for the show. Our tope suicida moment of the week. Excelente. Again, I laid out there for you. So we're going to tell you about all of the things. Well, not all the things. One of the things that we're looking forward to about maybe some wrestling that's either already happened or is going to happen. I don't know. You got one? Well. If not, I can take it. I got one. Go ahead, sir. The double clothesline. By MJF and Adam Cole. That's gonna happen. We'll do it. We don't know when that's. Gonna uh, happen. That's my. T- I'm excited to see it because it's gonna be, gonna be a treat. 
let's let's be honest. I was just going to say Adam Cole and MJF is going to be my tope, but you kept talking about it earlier, and I did say it. I was like, this is related, and I was like, you know, the double clothesline is going to be pretty great when they knock it out of the park, and I think they're going to save it until that moment when you know that they're a tag. Like, okay, we're in it now. You know, this is working. We're going to make this work, and and that's when magic's going to happen. <laughs> I, I realized I erred on something, um, but because of time, and it'll work for my tope. I'm going to mention that you should go back and watch the Braun Breaker versus Ela Dragonoff match. Yes. On NXT. A buddy of mine texted that, being like, he may be my new favorite wrestler. And are you talking Dragunov. about Braun or Dragonoff? Okay. Dragonoff. Oh my like, gosh. If he's just like match. a Dragonoff now, send him the tell him to the go Gunther. back and watch him the Gunther the Walter match when so there's no the crowd world. for Dragonoff. Yeah, yeah I, keep, I keep saying, I was like, buddy, you got to check out this match on NXT. Have I still think that's going to be the guy to take uh, take the title off Gunther whenever that happens. But the ooh, match that ooh. was on Tuesday, uh, my God, pal. No, that was, it was really good. Um, the hard punch, the spear, lots of stuff to check out. So yeah. awesome match. Check that out on NXT. I can't believe how much I'm like, I, I'm talking about NXT, even though... I, you I quote, hate the hate pac- it. <laughs> I hate the pacing of the show. Someone's entrance comes out, then they go to commercial, then they do a vignette, then they talk to someone backstage, then they go to the Buddy. person who already came out eight to ten minutes ago. Then someone else's music comes out, then they go to commercial. I'm like, that's what w- the- oh, that's WWE. That's not NXT, man. I I've started noting in my notes when picture and picture happens. So I'm like, so we're here in the match picture in picture back to the match i'm like i missed the first third of this match because you went to fucking commercial i'm like i'm not watching in pmp you know this yeah it's it's <laughs> oh it's frustrating but yes yeah. that's that'd be yeah that's where i'm at that was a lot of uh, wrestling this week i'm glad we got to talk about it. yeah that'll do it for us here at honk if you love wrestling check us out at wrestling honks on youtube honk if you love wrestling tiktok and instagram uh, we also have an email, so you know if you're old, kicking it old school, and if Twitter does go down, you could always email us at honkifyouloverwrestling at gmail.com and Mr. Rizzo. There's two things. One, I know that we're on the gram of Insta. The Instagram might be something I'm going to lean into a little bit more um, than the Twitter, and I'm going to try to get us up on threads. You know, that's a new thing, too. Uh, you know, also, there's only 100 million people doing it. Why not be one more? Also, check us out on Blue Sky. Oh, Blue Sky. I didn't get that invite yet. Didn't get that invite to Blue Sky. I'm going to keep mentioning it until we do. Give us that invite, please. Yes, yes, yes. So, yeah, good stuff. We'll talk about more wrestling next week. Uh, Glad to hear from you there, TBZ. Honk it like it's hot. (laughs) 